Good morning. Welcome to those who are joining us online today as well. Today is All Saints Day, and we light candles remembering those who have gone before us in faith and have shown the light of Christ into our lives. And so today we remember what we've lost, but we also celebrate that in Christ we have been found. Nothing that Jesus holds is lost forever. And what Jesus holds is held safe for us for all eternity. And one day we'll find that everything that we've lost is restored to us and made new in ways that we can't even yet imagine. So to try to unpack what it is that we're celebrating today, I'd like to start with something you can imagine. I'd like for you to imagine that you had never experienced the changing of the seasons. All you had ever known was one glorious, fruitful summer. And then one day you started to notice the leaves of the trees starting to wither and die. And you frantically try to figure out what's wrong and care for them. But no matter what you do, you can't stop the green from draining out of the leaves and the leaves changing color and falling right off the trees. And within weeks, they're all sparse, bare sticks. And the meadow that used to be full of blooming flowers is now brown and dry. And with horror, you realize even the, the birds are bailing on you. They're fleeing south. And so you look to the north to see where is this threat coming from, but there's nothing you can see. And that's the worst of it, because every day the sun has started to disappear earlier and earlier. The light itself is going away, leaving the world in darkness and cold. Is this the end of the world as we know it? Imagine if you didn't know there is a winter coming, but that after that there will be a spring. If you didn't know that, wouldn't this autumn season be absolutely terrifying? The only reason we Minnesotans can face these things without fear, albeit with plenty of grumbling and groaning, is because we know that on the other side of this season of the dying of the leaves and the light, there will also be a rising. There will be a spring. We have faith, we have trust that those flowers will bloom again. So in the meantime, we can find beauty in the season that we're in even as we string our twinkle lights of that hope into the darkness. So as Minnesotans, I think we have a theological head start in this because every year we witness a smaller version of the eternal truth that we will see at the end of time, that all things of earth will eventually change, fade, and fall away and be remade. We experience the reality of loss and new life every year in the changing of the seasons. So why would we imagine the God who created all of this, the God of the universe, the God who promises us one day a new heaven and a new earth, would do any less with us, with your life, with mine? Christian, do you see the world around you today? Have you seen the fear in people as we look at the state of things today? watching the news. It's clear there's much broken and hurting in our world. There's much that's dire and dismal and fearful. Is it the end of the world as we know it? It could be. It could not be. Jesus tells us none of us will know the day or the hour, where we are in the timeline of eternity. We human beings cannot know. But because our call is to focus on Jesus as the light of the world, rather than the blinking will-o'-the-wisps of the culture, we can live without fear, doing our best to help mend the real problems of this life with hope and grace and peace, no matter what season we are currently in. Because we know no matter what happens here among us, 
There is a hope and a future that is greater than both our wildest successes and our worst failures. Because this promise is not anchored in us getting everything right or righting all the world's wrongs. It depends on the one who entered into this broken world to be the light in our darkness. Jesus, God's only son, stepped into this dying world to be the change agent, to infect the world with a new beginning that will only be released from the inside out. He is the light of the world that the darkness cannot overcome. He himself is the light of heaven, and one day we'll see him as he is. And because of what he's done for us, the price he paid in his body and blood, today we celebrate that light of resurrection life also lives in you and in me, and it will never be extinguished. Those who believe in him, Jesus says, even though they die, yet shall they live. And because we know the rest of the story of what Jesus came to do in and for those who trust in him, we can live lives every day of hope and peace and grace Because we know, although the leaves may fall, there will be a spring. And that's what we remember on All Saints Day. As we light candles, remembering the one who is the light of the world, we remember he holds the lives of all those we honor today and lights our lives today with the hope that only comes from who he is and what he has done for us. And we need to remember that. We need to light these candles in the darkness because in the midst of very real things that we lose in various seasons of our life, we can forget the hope that we have in the one who has found us and who will never let us go. And this last year has been one of losing a lot. People that we've lost, things we've lost, opportunities lost. And it's important, it's good and right for us to acknowledge that grief and bring real sadness to the Lord as well as our hope and our trust. Martin Luther really struggled with an overwhelming grief in the death of his daughter, Magdalena. She had brought so much joy into his life. And in the book called Table Talk, which is a compilation of his thoughts recorded by his students, Luther said, I'm joyful in spirit, but sad according to the flesh. The flesh doesn't take kindly to this. The separation troubles me beyond measure. It's strange to know that she is surely at peace and she is well off there, very well off, and yet to grieve so much. It's a perfect example of how we can both feel lost and know that we're found, even in the same moment. (laughs) Jesus' grace holds us in moments like that. And he reminds us that there's more to our story than we see now. In his death and resurrection for us, Scripture tells us Jesus became the firstborn of a new creation. And we're invited to live as part of that new creation through his gift, but that doesn't just start after we die. It begins in us right here, right now. And we can only begin to understand our future hope by daring to look to him and follow him and trust him in this moment today. So on All Saints Day, we remember that saints are not just the ones who have gone ahead of us into eternity, but they're also those who Jesus has made family who are sitting beside you right now. Do you remember the last All Saints Day that we were able to celebrate together before the pandemic hit? We had an all-church potluck. Does anybody remember that? (laughs) Seems like a lifetime ago now. But that potluck reminded us that the Savior who will one day celebrate with us at the Feast of Heaven, 
is also at work in us today to draw us together in his grace. He's working through the variety of hearts and hands and voices, the things that we bring to the table to bless one another today. And then we entered into a year where extended family meals became impossible and where it took really hard work to keep our connections with each other and where many things were lost and among them seemed to be a loss of hope, a loss of focus, a loss of identity, a loss of purpose. And it's important that we notice those losses and bring them to the Lord so we see in what we've lost that he will show us what is found. So, in this past year, have you found yourself losing hope? If so, the first question you have to ask yourself is, where had you been looking for it? Where do we find the hope that lasts? Hint, it's not in a something, it's in a someone. Ephesians 1 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Have you lost hope? Well, Jesus died to this dying world and rose to be the firstborn of a new creation so he could invite you to walk with him in many chapters yet to come on either side of eternity. He is not finished with you yet. And your life matters not just for you but for the world. His presence in you, the presence of the light of the world in you, makes you the light of the world. And your story is still unfolding as you look to him for the next chapter. Which brings us into the next loss, the loss of focus. See, I think it's really easy for us to lose hope when our focus gets scattered. And we live in a world where that's been really easy to do lately. We're constantly inundated with information and problems and arguments and opinions. Too many things demanding our attention. But when we feel rudderless, it's time to focus on Jesus. Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. See, when life seems unclear, it's time to fix your eyes on Jesus, to go back to the basics. Because unfortunately in this world, people will even try to remake Jesus in their own image, sometimes without even realizing they're doing it. Don't let them. In true Lutheran fashion, go back to the source. Look to the word alone and see who Jesus truly is. Read his words. Remember his actions. See the love of God the Father in action in him. And his word will be the lamp to your feet and the light to your path. Because hope comes into focus when Jesus is your focus. And in turn, when we understand whose we are, we begin to understand who we are, too. And for many people, the struggles and the losses of this last year created some loss of identity. 
who you are. Who are you supposed to be? 1 John 3 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Baptized into the saving work of Jesus, raised up to trust in him as Lord, you have been adopted into the family of God. Who you are is a child of God. But that's only the beginning of who you are. Who we will be, Scripture says, has not yet been made known. But what we know is when Christ appears, we shall be like him. That's our future. Kids learn and grow most often by imitating the people that they focus on, usually those people that they admire. So a child of God, is your focus on Jesus? Are you growing by imitating what you see in him? Because just like a child who finds comfort and joy from knowing he or she belongs in the family, knowing who you belong to is only the beginning of learning what that means for who you are and who you will be. But every step you take in growing will open up another opportunity to follow as you imitate Jesus. Did you know that even now the universe that God created is still ever-expanding? God is still creating. He's still moving. It is impossible to outgrow God, little human. (laughs) So why would we not imagine that our identity in Christ, what it means to be his, will also be ever-expanding as we look to him and lean in to him? As we focus on Christ, we find the hope he gives through our identity in him. And then finally, that all leads to purpose, his purpose for you. This last year, have you lost sight of your purpose? In Matthew 5, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and hide it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When a baby is baptized, those words are spoken over that child that they may grow to let Jesus' light shine through their life. And when we light All Saints Day candles, we honor the light of Christ that shone through them into our lives. And we also remember that our purpose on earth is also to let Jesus be who he is through us for the sake of the world. Now make no mistake, Jesus alone is the one who saves us. His work, his work alone. His death and resurrection are sufficient. In Christ alone, through grace alone, by faith alone, we are saved. We don't need our good works to save us. But the world does need our good work. The people around us need us to be vessels of the Lord's blessing to them day in, day out. And because our God so loved the world that he would give his son for it. Because we as children of God grow in being imitators of Christ, he calls us too to let our actions be vessels of his light. And that's how he reveals to each of us our own unique divine purpose in each season of life. The works we do in the world are not for us. 
Our light is to shine so that we would glorify our Father in heaven to help others see through our actions the love of the one who truly is the light of the world for them. Whoops. I have another one right here. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I know myself. <laughs> so this is why Jesus said both, I am the light of the world and you are the light of the world. Because our hope, our focus, our identity, and our purpose are found in living this life with Jesus, with him at work in us, through us, every step of the way together into eternity. So where do we start? Know the hope of Jesus Christ is for you. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, he defeated death for you. And when he rose to life, he rose to be life for you. Trust him to be savior for you. And then secondly, as you want to grow, focus on who he is. Fix your heart and your mind on Jesus. Let him shape your identity because children grow to be like those they imitate and they imitate those they admire. So child of God, let Jesus be the one your life imitates above anyone else. And then finally, may the light of Jesus' love for the world be seen in the works of your life that those who see you may glorify your Father in heaven. And you might not think that those little things that you do to shine love or grace or kindness to others matters all that much. You might not see how it ends up in glorifying God. But Jesus said the kingdom of heaven starts like a tiny little mustard seed, and it grows tall and mighty. It only takes one little spark to light a candle that can light a whole room. You never know what God will do with the little things. So as we honor and remember the lives of those who have gone before us today, who have shown us Jesus' light, we also pray, Lord, in whose life this week might you want to use me to shine the light of your love? Because in a world where there is so much darkness, we have the promise of unquenchable light. Because we have the good news that all that has been lost will be found in his redeeming love. So let your light shine. Amen.